0: Of Audio Knots, your pop culture palette cleanser. I am Eric Oldboy online with a graphic designer that identifies as a podcaster. The one, the only Mr. Ren. What's happening, my dude? Podcast inside and out, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's all there. Yeah, I can feel it. That's good. You're like some people are he hims. We're like graphic designer podcasters. It's all good either way. I'm just a pod podcaster. A pod, pod, podster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Live from my room. Let's go.
0: Yeah. That's right. So you've, you've ditched the, the virtual background and yeah. You got your, you got your hot ass camera on again. So you're looking all 10K at your virtual bedroom in the background. It's so oh. virtual looking. We, that could possibly be a fake background. We don't know if that's your actual room.
1: No, that's a bedroom from uh, IKEA. I took a yeah, photo of it and blurred it. So. Genius. Yeah. yeah. See,
0: I, I've never been to Ren's Rin, bedroom, so I have no idea. He could be telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no my lot. room is looking kind of dirty. I got like <laughs> I a TV we bought for Christmas, just sitting in a box in the
1: background. Oh yeah, I see that. <laughs> so
0: I have a bunch of props today. So when we get to the Star Wars thing, uh, Kid Danger lent me some uh, lightsabers. I'm gonna bring out I'm like, oh. it's gonna be oh. dope. So people can Dang. look forward to that.
1: I should have brought wine too.
0: <laughs> next time. Next time, my friend. So what do you what have you been up to? What have you been what have you been doing otherwise? I know it's been what a couple of weeks because of Thanksgiving's. Yeah, so we we skipped Thanksgiving because we uh
1: wanted to spend it with our our
0: family. Yeah, it, our safe small amount of family to be yeah to be clear because uh, I kept mine in the sixth realm. I don't know about you. I think you have more than that <laughs> in your immediate family. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we were all following the rules. Hey, they say two households, right? This is That's only true. one household. Huh. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you've got sixty people in the one house, you're still good because you're all around each other, anyways. Yep. Yeah, not that I'm suggesting you have sixty people in your house. <laughs> so what else have you been up to? How was your Thanksgiving? What did you guys have? You guys have any one piece of meal that was just like outstanding that you're still thinking about?
1: Um, not really. It's basic the the basics. The basics. Um, we. Had mashed potatoes, turkey. Yes. yes. Uh, all the stuffing. Yum. Uh, my, Wait,
0: my stuffing or dressing? Because I learned a specific note on that. It's only should be called stuffing if it was cooked inside of the turkey. If it was cooked outside of the turkey, it's dressing.
1: So which one did you actually oh have? then dressing? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um my brother came over too. So two households. Oh, there you go. He um brought over some double eggs. Ooh, yeah, I love deviled eggs. With the twist, though, he made uh, kimchi double eggs. Ooh, was that good? Yeah, it was weird. He's like, guess what flavor that is? And then we ate it. Oh, this is kimchi. That's nice. That's awesome. I love kimchi. Yeah, it was different. It was, uh, it was, it's
0: pretty good. Yeah, sweet. So that made him a little tart and spicy or, I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's good. It tastes just like if you, if you have like a boiled egg with a piece of kimchi and you ate it, same taste. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. No, I love me some deviled
0: eggs. You can't go wrong. Did you guys get that uh, free turkey? We did. Yeah. The local grocery store, if you spend enough money, they let you take a turkey. And so we always, luckily we've been spending less at the grocery store. We've been real careful with our monies. And so we only got the one free turkey this year. In the past, we've gotten four free turkeys because we'd get one every time we went to the grocery store in the month of November. So we got our our one, our one free.
1: How do you have like a fridge space for that?
0: Yeah, but we have two fridges. We have one in the kitchen and one in the garage. Four turkeys. There's a lot of room. Yeah, so uh, this year, just the one turkey. Our, our one unique meal uh, idea that was super good is I'd heard on another show, uh, they were asking everybody what their favorite Thanksgiving side dish was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this one guy said his favorite side dish was corn chive pudding. And everybody's like, what, what the hell is what that? that? <laughs> no one's heard of corn chive pudding. So I came home, you know, my wife's a little home chef, man. She's, she's an amazing cook. And so I said, hey, have you ever heard of corn chive pudding? Can you make that for us? And she's like, I don't know what that is, but I'll, I'll learn. So she learned. She got the recipe, she bought all the stuff and she made it for us. And so I'm going to make it really easy. So everybody else understands what corn chive pudding is. Because by the way, it turned out to be my favorite side dish. It was so wow. good. Yeah, so good. So um, have you ever been to
1: Chevy's? Um, uh, we, restaurant. we had one, but they closed down to so no, never Did you been ever there. eat there? No. Oh, okay. So anybody who's listening, who's ever been
0: to Chevy's, I'll have to explain it to you at Chevy's. And this was, um, obviously they all went out of business, but they used to have, you'd order like fajitas or something. And it would always have a side of this kind of like corn It was like mashed corn bread type stuff. It was super good. It was always my favorite part of going to Chevy's. Well, guess what that is? Apparently, that's just the Mexican version of corn chive pudding. I <laughs> know. Oh, yeah. So corn chive pudding, for everybody that doesn't know, is basically cornbread, but they mix in like sour cream and chives and other stuff to make it more soft. It almost like it comes in. Oh hit my microphone comes in like a, a like a pile and you eat it and it tastes super good so it tastes very similar to cornbread but not that really dry texture that you a lot of times yeah. get with cornbread and so yeah i highly recommend it. it's like getting to have dessert while you're eating your turkey it's amazing i, I dig so, it
1: so it's like a next level up from cornbread huh yeah
0: it's just it's like a soft uh, moist everybody's favorite word cornbread nice. yeah some moist cornbread
1: so you agree with that uh other show
0: yeah. No, he, he had it right. So corn chive pudding sounds weird as hell, but I highly recommend everybody give it a shot because I watched her make it. It looked really easy to make. Um, so it's easy to make, tastes delicious. And when you bring it to some sort of family event, I'm sure some of you, even though everybody's doing less, may have some Christmas things with family coming up. You can bring your side
1: as some corn chive pudding and people will be like, damn, this is good. What is that? <laughs> what is this? It's delicious is that is that like just like thanksgiving thing or can you have it any time of the year
0: i think you can have it any time of the year in fact now that i know what it is i'm like you could make it however you want because the uh, chevy's version of it had more spices in it and made it yeah. more mexican flavor so you could probably rearrange it to fit with any meal that you want you know so you're yeah. like super bowl party let's go yeah it's definitely i bet you like a southern dish Um everybody at the table loved it we we did Every time we have Thanksgiving at the end of the meal, I'm always like, okay, what's everybody's favorite food? You know, a couple of the kids were like, I love the gravy, <laughs> but most everybody agreed that the corn chive was their favorite thing. Yeah. Nice. Like our first time making it too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, highly loved it. Loved it. Recommend it. Nice. Um, what else do you up to? Uh, I'm trying to get my Amazon account back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You were telling me, so we were talking about offline, Uh, both of us have mentioned about a thousand times on the show that we have our own T Publix and Rin turned me on to the fact that you can apply to be invited to become an Amazon merch account and sell those same designs on Amazon. And so I thought I'll try. And so I gave it a shot and I got approved. Now Rin's already been approved, but I was asking him how his account was going. And he said that it got his Amazon account got shut down because they thought there was some sort of fraudulent like charges against your account. Yeah. Remember
1: uh, last a few episodes ago, I told you I become a photographer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, apparently I bought too much and too many at the same time, or something like that. You set off the alarms. Yeah, they're like, "Yo, is this really you?" It's like, they didn't even give me any, any like warning or anything. Saying, "Is this you or not?" They just kind of like we suspect suspicious activity. Uh, well, I suspended, mean, suspended. You know, on the good hand, on the good side
0: of this. Is that if that did happen if someone was being fraudulent on your account, you know that they act swiftly, so you don't end up with a bajillion dollars worth of like debt that you didn't buy yeah.
1: things, yeah, hopefully <laughs> yeah you don't realize how much uh how much Amazon is there, you know, like how I can't use my fire sticks anymore, oh really, I, I came home and my uh echo dots were like disconnected, I'm what like, the what heck the heck? What's going so on, they man? You thinking to
0: shut you down?
1: Yeah, dude. So, like you said, man, nobody worries about Jeff Bezos, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: everybody's so worried about the you know the purple lump in the White Office, the White House. But really, we should all be worried about you know Lex Luthor himself, yeah. Jeff Bezos, whose worth his net worth is the same as fifty-seven countries combined, homie's uh, like going to be the first ever trillionaire. And he runs everything we do in our lives. And everybody's like, yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah.
1: And the worst part is I can't even get into my Amazon merch. So hopefully uh, since the month's over, I get that payout too. Which... Yeah, it should still count for you at Hope. Yeah. So I called him and it was like this Indian dude from India trying to help me. Imagine that. Indian dude yeah. from India. Yeah. And basically he's like, uh, give me your, um, what's your login or your, your email that you to log in? And then I gave it to him. He's like, "Oh, it seems like you can't log in." I'm like, that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, hopefully, hopefully they get it fixed on their side and I could uh, access it again. Because yeah, get, get it sorted. Is, like, plus, it's a uh, Christmas it coming. The season. Yeah. yeah, I gotta buy stuff, man. Yeah, you can't like go shopping.
0: I mean, the the amount of shopping we can do now is few and far between. So Amazon's making mad money, but now they're telling you you can't even go shopping. So that's crazy.
1: Yeah, imagine I have to, like, create a whole new account. Man, it's going to suck. Hopefully, they'll
0: work it out once they yeah. see that there were no fraud charges and that you just really like camera equipment. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because they, they sent me the email of, like, what I bought. And they, yeah. Was this you? And I checked all the, all the lists. and like, yeah, that's me. I bought all those.
0: Yeah, you would think that wouldn't take so long. If you came back and said, check, 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 check. These are all the things that I purchased. They'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. You're, you're, you're Gucci. And they'd let you start buying stuff again. Yeah. They should. You should tell them that because they've held you out of your account for so long, you're expecting some sort of gift card.
1: Yeah, my me two hundred dollars,
0: honey. That sounds fair. Yeah, for two days. Come on, two honey for two
1: days. Yeah. So I've been trying to figure out my account. Other than that, just kind of living life, staying home. Nice. Very nice. Let's see.
0: Well, this might be a perfect time to jump into the healthy stream. Maybe I'll start with Amazon. Oh, I can't even watch anything, man. I don't know. Here, I'll tell you about what you can watch on Amazon once you get it back. Because I don't really have any shows right meow that are like you need to be watching. But I did see, and I'm kind of excited about this, that Amazon has acquired the rights to Coming to America Part 2. Now, I don't know. if Did you ever watch the original Coming to America starring Eddie Murphy yeah. and Arsenio Hall? What an yeah. amazing movie, by the way. You know, Eddie Was Murphy, it the whole
1: plot to come find a wife? It was
0: something it's like that. It's been so I, long. I remember, I, it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember he was like a, a, a prince or a king or something. And like the one thing that always sticks out to me is I remember him in the hot tub when he was still being king. And he was talking to Arsenio Hall, who was like his assistant or something. And... It, all of a sudden and he's talking for quite a while and all of a sudden this girl's head pops up from underneath the water you didn't realize she was there and she's got like a toothbrush and she says would you like me to continue scrubbing the royal penis <laughs> and i remember thinking that's amazing wait a minute that's didn't how we rich, have this that's how Richard jeff bezos is i think we've talked about this yeah who hasn't had the royal penis talk but i can't remember if it was on air or not oh, oh well so if you've heard it twice you've heard it twice but anyways so yeah um the movies mean it's because we talked about maybe I brought the same story last time because we knew that they were making a sequel. And right. Now, the new news is that it's been acquired by Amazon. So Jeff Bezos, with all of his mucho dinero, shelled out one hundred and twenty five million dollars for the rights to stream it. So I thought, wow, man, Eddie Murphy Damn. is still worth that kind of money.
1: Man, he is
0: partying all the time, partying all the time. I think we made that uh, joke some more. To too. <laughs> too good. <laughs> too good. <laughs> Yeah. um over on netflix i saw this really interesting story so um i got excited i don't know if you like it like i liked it but they added the Chappelle show to netflix it was i thought it, they took know, it down yeah that's what i want to talk about oh so the Ch- Chappelle show was a comedy essential i think it was only on for like three seasons yeah, yeah and before he decided to like go crazy and move to africa and like find himself or something but it was an amazing, die. yeah. It was an amazing show, amazing show, and it hasn't been playing really anywhere for a while. So Netflix acquired it from Comedy Central and started playing it, and it's like you, you, like if you were watching it. All of a sudden, it was just gone. Like you said, you they took it down, and we're like, what happened to the Chappelle show? It was so awesome. Yeah, hi, who snapped? Who made it yeah. go away? Turns out Dave Chappelle snapped. Yeah. So um, he said he's like. He saw that they were playing it and he had no knowledge of it because part of the thing he had beef with with the Chappelle show is he never owned really any portion of it, even though it's named after him. And so Comedy Central uh, sold the streaming rights to Netflix and Dave was making nothing. He was making no royalties or anything from that. So Dave Chappelle, because he has a um, a relationship with Netflix because of the comedy specials reached out to them and said, hey, listen, I'm not making anything off of this. Can you guys just take it down and maybe we could renegotiate it? And Netflix being, as he said, a bunch of homies just took it down. They got rid of it. So yeah. for all those people who are mad, it was not a bad thing. I think it'll be back. But now it'll be back with the actual artist and creator getting what he deserves from it.
1: Yeah, because at the time, they own everything. They own them, basically. Yeah. And, and that was part of his problem, I think. Yeah, maybe since he was so like he was younger, so he didn't, you know, think about all that stuff. You know, just kind of hey, let me on TV, let's go. Well, I think that happens to a lot of people, right? Yeah.
0: You're your first thing and you don't know, so you sign away your life just excited to be on TV and then yeah. it hits big. And now it's like, now you deserve it, but it's too late. You've already nope. like, yeah, <laughs> you're locked in.
1: Yeah. yeah, you see this contract right here?
0: Yeah, you, you got sucker punched. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. So, Chappelle's show came and went from Netflix. Hopefully, it'll be back. Um, My second story about Netflix is I saw an amazing trailer for one of my favorite Netflix shows, and it's coming out sooner than you think. In fact, by the time everybody listens to this episode, it will be out to watch. Uh, Big Mouth Season 4 is coming out, and the trailer looks great. Uh, In this Season 4, it looks like they're going to camp. And so we get some new characters, we get a mosquito that gives them like anxiety or something. Yeah, what was the name? Anxiety. Does that I don't know, but it's like an anxiety monster. Yeah, something. they had like a, a cute name. I should have paid more attention, I wrote it down, but the mosquito itself had a really clever anxiety type name. He was like an anxiety skeeter or something. So um yeah, it looks great.
1: What did you think about the trailer for Big Mouth season four? I mean, it has everything that we've been we, we, we're used to seeing. And it gave me the vibe of uh, what was that one show? Wet Hot Summer Camp or something? Oh, yeah. A,
0: a wet, hot American summer.
1: Yeah, it, it reminded me of that, but like cartoon version of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks good. I mean, Big Mouth has been good the whole time. Uh, the one thing we had to remember is I think it was Jenny Slate that originally played the little female black character. I can't remember her name on the show.
1: I I'm not sure yet.
0: Yeah, but um, so she agreed on her own. I don't think it may force her to that uh, as a white actress, she shouldn't be doing the voice of a black character. So um, it will be interesting to see if the new voice um, does their own version of this character or if she tries to mimic way Ginny Slate sounded to any degree or if it will be like really noticeable.
1: Maybe they do some kind of like, because uh, they kind of show the, the tease of she's grown up. Growing out of her. Uh, oh, that's uh, right. She breaks out of her weird overalls. Overalls, yeah. So it's kind of like, oh look, I'm a new person, you know. So Dude, I
0: mean? you're you're spot on. I didn't even think about that. That's exactly what's going to happen. I bet. Yeah. She's going to go through some sort of puberty and changing and growing up, and her voice is going to change
1: yeah. a little bit. Oh, you're a genius. Just <laughs> <laughs> see, just see at the end, it it kind of showed them like all grown up. And she's like, the world's ending today. Right. I was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here, man?
0: I think it's like one of these kind of cutscenes where they see it in the future. And so it looks like the whole world's going to end based on whatever is happening at this summer camp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks great. Once again, uh, it debuts uh, December 4th. Oh, and did you hear the one voice? It was clearly Seth Rogen. Either that really? or something, you know, a Seth Rogen mimic. Because at the beginning there was a brand new character like me, my new camp friend Seth, somebody, and it was like, oh, I, it was definitely Seth Rogen. Like, oh, 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 oh. You know, like, I'm yeah. like oh, that's Seth Rogen.
1: I mean, uh, to all the audience out there that you guys haven't seen the show, just make uh, be aware of that it's very um, rated R. No, oh, that's right. Yeah,
0: if you've never watched Big Mouth and you're thinking, oh, it's the cartoon, I'm gonna watch it with my 11 year old don't yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah big mouth is an extreme so like i've talked about in the past how i don't like it when they go so far that it's just gross and not funny like there's yeah. dirty for dirty sake because it seem like paradise pd confused yeah. being dirty Season for being two. funny yeah but some way somehow big mouth is totally dirty but it's still really on point and funny yeah because it's just telling the story of you know coming of age yeah we all remember that so it makes it and they're
1: just like so blunt about it and they're not afraid to really push the envelope yeah i remember the first time of me uh, watching and introducing to my wife she's like how are you watching i was like trust me it's really good
0: that's funny you have to be careful don't watch that uh, one at work at lunch because there's little naked cartoon kids and you'll look like yeah. a real perv <laughs> yeah
1: well, stay home watch at home yeah, Good secretly, secretly watching shame <laughs> yeah. luckily my wife loves to show too so i get we, we get to watch it together nice that's awesome
0: it's a great show it really is um over on we'll stick in cartoons since we haven't i uh they we had a black friday sale since you know we just had thanksgiving we just had black friday um there was a lot of different streaming stuff You know, i talked about last episode how i got a deal for showtime so i got a deal um i think i picked it up just two days ago, actually, because it ran a few days, where you could get CBS All Access for a month for free. And so there's no way I'll ever pay for CBS All Access, and I don't think anybody should. But for a month, I could probably watch everything on that channel that I want to see, because there's very few originals on CBS All Access. But one of them that I was really curious to see was called Below Decks, and that is the cartoon that's based on Star Trek, and it's made by the Rick and Morty producers. So it has it looks kind of like Rick and Morty's art style. But it's all Star Trek. So I've started watching and I've seen four episodes. And I'm here to tell everybody that if there's still freebies, uh, CBS All Access, go for it. Even if you only got the seven-day free trial. Because I think there's only ten half-hour episodes. So anybody can burn through that in seven days. Yeah, you binge it yeah so I really like it and one thing I noticed that was kind of fun that uh, one of the characters in fact the main character um, is played uh, the voice actor is Jack Quaid and we all know Jack Quaid from the boys he's the main guy in the boys the one that doesn't have powers
1: oh um, Huey
0: Hugh- himself? Huey himself so Huey plays the main voice he's basically the exact same. so imagine if you took Huey and made him a cartoon on Star Trek <laughs> yeah it's basically the exact same character and so um what's nice is so you get the boys and i also saw that jerry o'connell who does the voice of the robot on um oh help me out the dc show superhero show that we like uh doom patrol doom patrol yeah he's a voice on this cartoon as well wait who who is this again jerry o'connell or who's it? not jerry o'connell right the the guy the ro- robot guy who's the robot guy
1: uh brandon
0: brandon the mummy, mummy guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're we're terrible at names but yes he's a voice on star trek too
1: fraser brandon fraser yeah. Uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah brendan brandon one of the names yeah yeah he's a voice on the star trek uh, cartoon as well so um but i really like it so it's uh, the similar idea to any Star Trek you've ever seen before, but this time they focus on the people that work in the lower decks of this, the this, this spaceship and do all the menial tasks Yeah, and they get, they'll go on different adventures themselves and it's way funnier. It's a little bit risque. This one you probably could watch with your 11 year old and wouldn't be a big deal. So it's definitely not as dirty as um, big mouth or even Rick and Morty, but it is funny. I, I've been enjoying it. So I, I recommend it. I give it a solid,
1: seven wow yeah so when is um the bad batch coming out
0: oh on disney yeah i don't know i haven't even seen them advertise it i remember they said they were doing it but i haven't seen any advertisements on it yet i'm waiting for that one so you're like i will not watch star trek only star wars (laughs) yeah may the force be with you you know oh nice for Those who are only listening, he just did this like Spock fingers. <laughs> what is that even called? I don't know, man. Oh, I can kind of do it. My pinky wants to go out. There you go. Um, Over on HBO Max, I have a couple of reviews. Cause we talked about a couple of different things that had come out. Uh, one was Super Intelligence starring your favorite actress, Melissa McCarthy. Did you watch that? I did. And I'm here to tell you. <laughs> no way. You won't like it probably because you hate Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. But it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I'd give it a, a plus rating. So I don't even wow. know what number. Six and a half, seven. Uh, it's cute. It's not going to like change your mind about anything. You can kind of see what's going to happen from the moment it starts. But uh, it's a fun ride. It actually has a lot of really good actors in it. Uh, a lot of people you'll recognize from other shows. The main plot is pretty simple. Uh, a supercomputer becomes uh, uh, sentient and gets its own intelligence. And it it picks Melissa McCarthy's character because it believes she's one of the few good people in the world that do the right things. So it says, I'm deciding whether or not I'm going to help fix your world or I'm going to destroy your world and enslave everybody. (laughs) And I'm going to do this decision within three days. So he goes, I'm going to follow you around. He goes, I want you to show that love is real because I can't figure out why you broke up with your ex your ex. I want you to reengage with him. And so the whole movie is her trying to get back with her ex is the computer is like helping her along and it's really pretty funny. I enjoyed it. Oh, cool. I'll pass. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: but everybody else who just likes a funny movie and doesn't hate Melissa McCarthy the way Rin does, it's a good movie. I I enjoyed it, especially for free. In fact, it was one of the few ones that I've watched that went straight to one of these streaming services that felt like a genuine movie theater movie. Like, I could totally have seen this in the movie theater.
1: How come when we, like, watch those movies on, like, the streaming services, we're like, yeah, it's a free movie. (laughs) Like, we're still paying for the service, right? That's true. That's true.
0: It's a a bonus.
1: Yeah, it's a a good
0: movie that is straight to streaming that I'm already paying for. (laughs) But uh, also on HBO Max, uh, Euphoria, for anybody who hasn't seen Euphoria yet, uh, season one was amazing. It's a really well done show. Very risque. So um, unless you're into sex and drugs, or, or if you're against sex and drugs, may you stay away. If you, if you don't mind that, it's super well written, extremely well acted. Zendaya, you know, you may know her from the Spider-Man movies is the star. Uh, just super well done. So I just saw that they've announced that season two is coming out on December 6th, which is after you listen to this podcast, probably only a day or so away. Yeah. Um, which means, and it's only the first few episodes and they're going to release them in chunks. So you don't get it all at once. You can't just binge it. But I'm kind of excited because I really liked the first season. Did you ever see it?
1: No, I heard. Didn't it win like a lot of awards?
0: Probably. Yeah, yeah it's pretty deep. It's, uh, it's a, a kind of a thinker, but it's really the cin- cinematography. If you're just into it for the visuals, it's so well done. The acting, like I said, is good. It's pretty intense. If you don't like a show that has a lot of heavy drug use, it's not great for that.
1: Wasn't wasn't it your mom that I told you about the show? Yes, my mom
0: of all people told me about this show. And I remember watching it and there's like just like extreme sex scenes that I like feel almost pornographic. And I was like, "Well, I can't believe my mom recommended this." Right. But I get why though. It's so she she recognized that it's just it's a really good show. It's so um, yeah, I, I highly recommend Euphoria, but definitely don't watch that with your 11-year-old. It's an adult-oriented type television show. Nice. And then, lastly, my last piece of HBO Max news—maybe the biggest news of this entire podcast. Oh hell yeah! You know what's coming. So, just today, even though announced when you listen to it, it'll be a few days from now. Um, HBO announced that they will be releasing all of Warner Brothers' new 2021 movies directly on their platform. So, the moment it shows up in a theater, it shows up on HBO Max, and they're not charging any extra. So, unlike Mulan was on Disney Plus. It doesn't cost you any more money to do it. We all knew about uh, Wonder Woman. Who we talked about yeah. that last podcast. And so that's the very first one of part of this Warner Brothers deal. And then it runs for the remainder of 2021. Um, it says some of the big, there's a lot of movies actually they're going to do it with, but some of the bigger movies that you're going to be able to see uh, day one when they come out in the theaters on HBO Max are The Matrix Part 4. Kind okay, of cool. A Dune, which I was actually I super excited to see. It's supposed to be a mega movie. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Ooh. Let's go. Uh, the new Suicide Squad by James Gunn. Yeah. Hell and yeah. then the new Space Jam starring uh, LeBron James and the one and only Damian Willard. Yeah. Friend of the show. I'm Friend can't. of the show. So, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. How pumped are you? Dude, I, I saw the little like teaser. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Are you, I can
1: just watch it at home. This is so cool.
0: Yeah, this is like HBO Max instantly went from eh, kind of a streaming service. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe you won't. It's yeah. a must-have. So anybody that doesn't have it, watch for deals. If there's any deals coming up for 2021, you got to get it at least by the Christmas so you can see Wonder Woman. Yeah, And then, uh, I don't know, it, it'll be a good one to have probably for the remainder of the year.
1: Yeah, because uh, we're uh, the early adopters day one. So we got that day one deal. Yeah,
0: we got that, that extra promo price. So, um, yeah, no, I'm so pumped. I mean, it makes it nice. It makes it a little bit easier so you don't feel like you're missing out if these movies start coming to the theater and maybe you live in a town where the theaters aren't open yet or you're not comfortable in going and sitting, you know, every six people, that kind of thing. So this is, this is cool. It might be, you know, my mom's always saying, that, you know, the movie theaters are going to go out of business and this might be the d- dagger that does it if the studios are finally willing to agree to put their mega movies out the same day at home as you can see them in the theater, it may be the end of movie theaters.
1: I wonder how they make their money. Is this just from the people signing up for it or what?
0: My guess is uh, HBO Max, even though I think they're all the same company, I think that they probably set a deal in place where they pay Warner Brothers side ahead of time and then HBO Max recoups it. Yeah, with all their subscriptions. Right. So they're probably hoping, because I would imagine that they need to get like netflix level subscriptions if not more to maintain this otherwise they can't continue to make you know 100 million dollar movies and put them on tv you
1: think it's like once a month movie
0: yeah it would be foolish for them to unless there's a few there might be a few smaller movies that they slide yeah. in there but i think that yeah you'll probably get uh, the ones i listed how many is that it's, one two three four five big movies so that's not even once a month it could be every other month even
1: you get like space jam along with uh, tom and jerry in one month oh that's <laughs> right
0: i forgot to mention tom and jerry will be yeah. coming. that's the kind of movie that you think would have came that way anyways like nobody was going to the theaters to
1: see that piece of garbage uh, that's good though because like all the kids can watch now
0: yeah 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 they can uh, watch you for you and tom and jerry all in one sitting
1: I think I was kind of scrolling through HBO Max and I saw um, the old school Dune in there.
0: Oh, nice. So you could do like a comparison, watch the OG version, then watch the new one when it comes out. Yeah, because it's like, it's a remake, right? It's not a continuation or anything? Correct. Yeah, it's a reimagining of the first one because I saw some stuff on the interwebs that showed some side-by-sides and they've replicated some scenes down to every little minute detail. So that's cool. Very, very, very cool. Um, over on Hulu, I actually have a couple of reviews because I watched some movies. So Hulu has, you know, Hulu is one of the better streaming services for holiday-type movies. They do a big deal at Halloween. But they also have Thanksgiving and Christmas movies. So I watched two new movies I've never seen before. One was a Thanksgiving movie. One was a Christmas movie. On Thanksgiving, we watched The Oath. And The Oath is really good. So um, it stars the dude. You ever watch the old Mindy Project? I forget what his name was on there. Oh, the, the funny dude. Yeah, the funny guy. I don't know what his actual name is. Yeah,
1: the dude from Blockers too. Yes, right? that, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, It stars him and uh, What's-Her-Face, the, the black lady that's always angry and acting with Kevin Hart a lot of times. I can't remember anybody's name. But the movie itself, the, the, the basic plot is they're in an alternative future that's not too dissimilar to ours, <laughs> where the president has created an oath for every true American to sign. And it's basically a pledge. You're pledging to this United States by signing this piece of paper that you're going to be a good American citizen. And so the left-leaning people are like, this is crap. I'm not going to sign this. And the right people are like, you got to sign it if you want to be a good American. So not too much different than honestly how today's world is. (laughs) And so this is, they show you at the beginning, the kind of setup of how this is happening. And he's uh, the funny guy from Mindy Project is married to the black lady whose name I can't remember. Who's too famous for me to have forgotten. But they don't want to sign it because they're more of a left-leaning family. But it's almost Thanksgiving and his right-leaning family is coming for Thanksgiving. So, as they're all together, they start getting into like these kind of like arguments over the signing of the oath. And he, uh, he, they get upset over at dinner time. And he finds out that his wife signed the oath, even though they, they thought they were left leaning. He's a little too far left leaning. So he's always just wanting to watch CNN and get mad about things. And then somebody reports him that he didn't sign the oath. And so there these guys are kind of like the CIA show up at his house and they're like the oath takers. And I'm like, you know, sir, we just want to talk to you and see if we can sign this piece of paper, and he refuses, and then all hell breaks loose. So it's a really dark comedy. So if you're into dark comedies, and it takes a really hard right dark turn halfway through, if you're if you're into that kind of stuff, it's pretty good. The only thing I would say that I didn't like about it is they wrap up the whole plot a little too nicely in the end, and I've noticed that with Netflix and their their movies is they tend, or excuse me, Hulu, Hulu? movies, yeah, yeah Hulu. They tend to uh, wrap them up really nicely in the end. So I would give The Oath a solid uh, six and a half, seven. I'm kind of in that range today, but I enjoyed it. So I would recommend The Oath. It doesn't even have to be something you watch on Thanksgiving. It's just kind of fun. The second movie I watched was a Christmas movie, brand spanking new. In fact, this was supposed to be a theater movie as well uh, called The Happiest Season starring Kristen Stewart. And it also had Aubrey Plaza in it. And it had some other actors that I've recognized. Oh, it had had, uh, um, the dude from Schitt's Creek, the gay kid from Schitt's Creek. Oh, Daniel? Yeah, who's the best. So he was in it too. And the story is pretty simple. Uh, Kristen Stewart is the girlfriend of another girl. And this girl invites her to come to her family's Christmas. Um, And then on the way, she kind of panics and tells Kristen Stewart uh, before they arrive that she's never come out to her parents or told them and her dad's running for mayor. So maybe instead of coming out, we should be careful and just pretend you're my roommate. So they go through all these, like it's a comedy. And so they go through all these different scenarios where, um, that she's worried about them being found out. And then all the things that happen along the way, she's got her, one sister is the lady from, um, community, uh, the one that was a teenager and went on to be in glow. Oh, um, uh, Alison, um, Alison Brie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Alison. Yeah. yeah. Annie. So Allison Brie plays her kind of stuck up sister and there's another girl that plays kind of her goofy artistic sister, but her parents are like total douchebags cause they're worried about winning the mayorship of this dumb town. And so they're, they're trying to hide their relationship. The other people are being mean and the whole thing's really pretty funny. But once again, the problem I had with this movie is they tie up the ending so nice and neatly like they build all this drama and anxiety and, you know, family issues, and then all of a sudden they're just all fixed in the last like five minutes. And it's
1: like, oh come on. Holiday movie, man. Happy ending. Yeah, it's true.
0: So you do get the happy ending. So I would uh I'd give the happiest season a five right in the middle. Um it was good.
1: Dude, I gotta say that um we gotta give old boy Eric a huge shout out, man. That dude's been preaching Shicks Creek since at the beginning and now it's like the biggest show ever, dude. Yeah it's oh huge. my gosh.
0: My wife and I are actually rewatching it because I've seen it once, but she's never seen it. Yeah. So literally, we've been watching because there's not a lot on TV right now. We've been watching two or three episodes a night and she's
1: loving it, too. I'm like, I told you you would like it. Yeah. When you told her to watch it, she's like, hell no. Yeah. Everybody's watching it. I want to get on that train, too. Yeah. She actually came to me. She goes, you know what? I heard at work about the show. I'm like, that's the show I was talking about. (laughs) Listen to our podcast. man. It's been pretty (laughs) good since day one. Canadian Uh, let's go yeah
0: yeah yeah and uh uh, that the Daniel guy um man he's a good actor uh he he, he's kind of stole the show in the the Christmas movie the happiest season so
1: yeah he's like right now like the biggest star right now everyone loves him man yeah he's super likable and he kind of always
0: plays a version of himself clearly but yeah. he's such a likable dude. I mean, usually those kind of actors do really well. You know, Seth Rogen basically plays Seth Rogen in every movie. But you like him because he just seems like a dude you'd want to hang out with. Same with uh, Daniel Levy. is He always kind of plays the same kind of guy. But you like him because he just seems like a good guy. So,
1: I think because yeah. um, dad's like that too. Eugene.
0: Yes, Eugene Levy mm. made some of the best uh, mockumentary type movies ever. So, yeah.
1: I got to say, though, those two guys got good hair, man good
0: hair and big bushy eyebrows <laughs> next level eyebrows so now it's time to move over to disney plus get all of our star wars bros excited because it's it's time for the theme song let's go 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 For those of you who are watching on uh, the YouTubes, I have some lightsabers I'm going to turn on. You got yeah, dual blade? Oh, there's a the green one. Hear it? That one? And I got this one. This one doesn't make any noise, but it's purple. It's kind of hard. It almost looks pink. So.
1: You this clash one them? here. Yeah. You clash them? Does it make sound? No. No. Uh,
0: <laughs> this one kind of makes noise it makes like swingy noise so the um the purple one we got from a, a lightsaber manufacturer <laughs> in portland oregon called saber forge and the green one we got from um disneyland right in uh,
1: the disneyland park at the star wars thing so, did you uh did you make your own or did you just copy like luke's lightsaber or something so
0: yeah, you could do like, I kind of screwed it up. I think I told this story before where you could pay like extra dollars to go in the back and you do cyber crystals and all this stuff. And I tried to do that, but I totally like misrepresented what I wanted. I think to the it was really busy, by the way, this is right. By the way, this is literally a month before the pandemic. So um, we got in there at the last second Christmas time, did it. And uh, I misrepresented what I wanted Kid Danger to be able to do. And instead they kind of let him build one at the, um, the countertop versus going to the back and building it. So yeah, you can do it both ways and he still assembled it, but it was based off of a lightsaber that existed.
1: Mm, yes.
0: So I think it's talk- time to talk about the Mandalorian um, because of Thanksgiving. I think we have two episodes again, just like last episode, right? Are we uh, caught up? No, just the one, just the one. Yeah. yeah. Because we talked, Hold on. No, you're right. Two of them. Because the very last one? I, I, I'm trying to remember the order. So we saw Ahsoka in the very last one, and then the one before that was. Oh, was the one with the clone stuff?
1: The uh, the super soldiers. Uh, the
0: that's black, right. The darks we didn't talk about that one because the last one we talked about was the, um, Bo-Katan episode, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so let's let's go back. So if you go back to the episode before Ahsoka. Yeah, you're right. It was the one where we saw With Cara Dune in them. Yeah, Cara Dune and uh, the Rocky guy. Creed. Creed himself directed that episode too, fun fact. And uh, we saw them uh, basically pillage some sort of Star Wars base and see some sort of weird clones and jars going on. Star Wars
1: base. (laughs)
0: And uh, that was kind of the entire plot. There was one cool scene where they like raced the speeders off the cliff. I just like that that scene got me. I was like, yeah, okay,
1: yeah. The speeder but was pretty cool.
0: Otherwise, that episode for me was kind of uh, my least favorite.
1: I think so. I mean, the only thing good about that episode is you get to see a lot of stormtroopers. Yeah, no, it looked very yeah. star warsy but it felt like a half hour
0: action sequence yeah. like they start with oh are gonna go randomly attack this base and do something i wasn't sure why they were even doing it really so they go to this you know base that's supposed to not have really anybody there and it was full of dudes and then they're just racing around letting you know shooting off at each other and so i was just like eh, okay
1: it's fine yeah it was pretty much a filler episode but yeah it felt it just like kinda, yeah it just kind of had that one part where the oh this is part of the main story to like tie it all in together, which is,
0: whoops, I'm just making all sorts of noise, which is the, um the part you're talking about is with the, the clones in the jars. Yeah. So we were trying to guess, I've heard some theories that, you know, that it could be Snokes. And I've also heard from our hot, uh, star Wars historian. He was saying that he thinks it's uh, dark troopers.
1: Yeah. Cause when I first saw my, like, Oh my God, that's no, this is a, this is the beginning of,
0: you know the resistance right right or no the resistance yeah yeah no not the goal, the cool. i don't know we're not good enough star wars bros damn it. anyways so we're still not clear the on which order. thing it is but that's definitely gonna oh yeah right but that's definitely gonna come back i'm assuming in later episodes yeah but the more important episodes so while that was like, yeah, it's fine whatever episode the episode so that episode was my least favorite but it was followed by my absolutely most favorite episode, the Ahsoka episode. Um, I mean, what
1: about you? Well, how does that one rank for you? Dude, that was my, because the Bo-Katan one, I really like that one. I love that Super one. good too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one went, went way up, dude, like, ooh. Yeah, so yeah she's just like,
0: and pulls them both out. Oh my god! she, she was like straight up like a ninja, like going yeah. from shadows to shadow. Shadows, yeah. It's such a good episode. Yeah, that episode to me was a perfect ten.
1: Yeah, and like the fight scenes were really cool too. How she was like cutting through them, cutting trees using the force to pull, yeah, like push the tree. That's yeah, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, she's grown into quite the badass. And I don't know if she really is even a Jedi because she kind of like rejected the Jedi order. So you almost wonder when that episode was titled "The Jedi." If they're in fact talking about maybe somebody different, because she kind of sends him on his way, saying, "Hey, I'm not the one you're looking for." Yeah. And she realizes that she can't help Baby Yoda, and we also learned the name of Baby Yoda. So that was spoiler kind of spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I didn't say it. I mean, oh, you're saying I thought it. you were gonna say it, but <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I've been calling him Gogurt, so that's not oh, his name. So yeah. we'll just continue to call him Gogurt for anybody hasn't seen that episode. Yep. So, uh, Baby Gogurt is uh. You know the the Mandalorian thinks he's just gonna turn over Go-Gurt and she's gonna be like, "Yeah, let's take him." And instead, she's kind of like, "Yeah, I think you need to take him somewhere else."
1: Yeah, next,
0: <laughs> continue on your journey, kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, because when Ahsoka left uh, the Jedi Order, she was still um, Anakin's apprentice, right? Uh, Correct. Her um, Padawan. Yes. Because yeah, so, you're watching
0: Clone Wars right now.
1: Yeah, so I'm all, I'm almost up to that part. You but haven't I'm, seen. I know well, what happens, but I haven't like seen it. Okay, but the part that like I
0: think that she was almost referring to when she was talking about maybe Gogurt maybe having a little bit of a dark side to him, is um, a scene that happens in Rebels.
1: So, yeah, when when basically she finds who uh, she's Vader fighting is.
0: Vader, and then it cuts his. Uh, she manages to crack his helmet and see part of his face, and realizes yeah. that it's Anakin. And she was like, she was like more of, that was, that was, you know, that's going to be the chills. That's one of the best parts,
1: I think, Uh, in Rebels.
0: But uh, uh,
1: uh, when she said that, I've I've, uh, witnessed a fully trained Jedi, you know, I was like, dude, that's Anakin. Yeah,
0: because she's just like, "Uh, this kid's good and I I can feel some darkness in him. I'm not sure we want to make him (laughs) stronger because I've seen what happens.
1: Yeah, because she knows firsthand about attachments. And since baby uh, Gogur, it's attached solely to Mando it's you know everything that happens to Mando it's gonna trigger that side right and we already seen that with the uh, season one where sh- Gogur was force choking uh Cara Dune oh yeah or, like arm wrestling or something <laughs> so dude, it's already foreshadowing the dude. dude's turning dark man
0: dude it was, I can't tell you how excited I would be if they made him a straight up Sith yeah <laughs> I mean because we've already had a Jedi whatever Yoda is I think we we're, we deserve a Seth Yoda. I mean, come on, let's go.
1: Turns out Mando's in the back just controlling everything and like uh, The Force Awakens or something. would <laughs> be amazing. So yeah, I'm super excited
0: to see where this goes. I mean, do you have any um, insight or per- insight or predictions on where you think the story is going? Because I personally have been hoping for, because I did mention Thrawn by name. And anybody who's seen some of those cartoons, especially Rebels, know that uh, Thrawn is kind of like the big bad guy in Rebels. And at the end, Ezra manages not to kill him, but to get rid of him. But he goes with him, and they end up flying to some sort of like galaxy far, far away that no one knows about. And so my hope is when she mentions that she's kind of looking for Thrawn, that also means she's looking for Ezra.
1: And uh, Ezra is not a Jedi too, right?
0: No, he's like her. He kind of yeah. like... like you know, both of them went through similar situations. They're more well, you know, the, the nice thing about them having television shows is they were able to be more well-developed than some of the ones that are in the movies. It's just like Ray just kind of shows up and like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a Skywalker. But um, yeah, so uh, he was more well-developed and he kind of realized that he didn't really want to be a Jedi, you know? And yeah. So she's like him.
1: One thing, one thing I liked about this episode too was that um, they, they, they t- they tell you that Gogurt was trained as a Padawan in the Jedi Temple, right? Yes. So that's why he's able to use the Force the way he uses the Force. So there's like training, but then, like for example, Ray didn't know anything. All of a sudden, she's like, and she was like, mind tricking everybody. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, she never even
0: got trained and could just yeah. do it. It's kind of a little ridiculous, but yeah, no, it looks good. I'm hoping, like I said, that Ezra shows up. Um, maybe that means the, the connectivity between this episode and before we see maybe a Thrawn will be a Sabine Wren because she's another Mando. So because she's homies with, you know, Ezra, she's homies with Ahsoka. So that would be kind of cool if in the next episode we get to see
1: Sabine. I feel like for me, uh, it won't be Ezra. Just because this episode seemed like a um, pilot for her own show, After and they're gonna show. yeah, and they're gonna save the whole you know finding Ezra for that and not this because if if they show Ezra in this this season, the Mandalorian is gonna become more Ahsoka than the Mandalorian, you know.
0: Oh yeah, I get what you're saying. That makes a lot of sense. So maybe yeah. an Ahsoka show, and she's specifically hunting down Ezra.
1: Yeah. So this is like a a, a pilot, you know. This is. And everybody Get, likes it. Ready. Yeah. Well, I love it. By the way, I think
0: I haven't mentioned yet. I really thought Rosario Dawson did a perfect job as oh, yeah. that aged Ahsoka. She looked the part. She didn't come off very Rosario. So you were like, oh, that's Rosario Dawson. Like I knew that's who it was, but she came off more Ahsoka. So it's like she did her
1: research and I thought she did a good job with it. Yeah. The only uh, moment that I saw Rosario was towards the end where she kind of smiled really big. That's mm. her. <laughs>
0: Night nurse. That's why I remember her from yeah. last year. Daredevil. Speaking of Daredevil, you see that they were talking about bringing it back. So Daredevil finally uh, got, uh, Marvel got the rights back to all the shows. We talked about in past episodes how they had gotten the rights back to like Defenders and yeah. like, you know, uh, whatever the karate guy was. But now they finally got Daredevil back, which is the only one that really mattered. And I'm hoping, everybody's hoping on the interwebs that they'll bring back the OG, and Charlie Cox version of Daredevil. Yeah, he plays him perfectly. Perfect. Totally perfect. Um, speaking, though, of Disney+, Plus, they also have the new Hawkeye series coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's been lots of new news. So we already kind of knew that Haley Steinfeld was going to be in it, as Kate Bishop is rumored. Um, now we know it for a fact. So they've released some set photos. There have been some paparazzi-type pictures of set photos of uh, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. So that looks pretty cool. They're clearly setting up where Clint is going to be training her to be the new, you know, Hawkeye. So they're moving away from him and into her.
1: Yeah. for, for the Hawkeye. Because basically in the comics he like gives her um, you know, he, she she is her his legacy. So, yeah.
0: And then we also saw our the internet scene that uh, Florence Pugh who will be repri- reprising her role from the Black Widow Black Widow of Yelena Bella. Bella bellova bellova so she plays um the black widow's sister in the black widow movie so yeah. she's reprising that character in the hawkeye tv show so that's something to look forward to and then also something about pizza dog i don't know what the hell that means but maybe pizza do- <laughs> pizza dogs something from the car- comic book because everybody's like oh my god is that pizza dog and i'm like what the hell's a pizza dog <laughs> that sounds
1: delicious so hmm this this all takes place before um black widow then
0: or you know Boy, that's uh, the one thing we don't know we don't know oh, yeah this could very well
1: take place before infinity war you know well i don't know man because <laughs> i thought Endgame, game like infinity war we saw clint's family and they're like little kids well that's true i think yeah i don't know so i just, like, I just don't know when uh, Scar- uh not scarlet which um johansson's black widow movie takes place like so, uh, well, we don't even know if Nurse is a survivor or not. She's probably alive, right? We we know now. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, it really
0: depends on the timeline, but uh yeah, it sounds like she survives. Yes. I want to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I had for Disney Plus. I forgot one thing I was going to mention over on Hulu. There's a brand new show called Hardy Boys. I don't know if if you, when you were a kid, you ever read the Hardy Boy books? I mean, they were a huge deal when I was a kid. Everybody read Hardy Boys.
1: Well, the only Hardy Boys I
0: know is from WWE.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Were they wrestlers?
0: Yeah, dude, the Hardy Boys. That's hilarious. So the Hardy Boys is like a books from like the 40s or 30s or something that became like one of these series that they just made like a million Hardy Boys books. And the basic concept is they solve crimes. And so they're making a Hardy Boys TV show for Hulu that actually looks fairly decent. I was kind of surprised. I wasn't sure what the tone would be. And it's actually a more serious tone. So uh, in the trailer, it appeared as if their mom vanished for something or some reason, and they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Their dad doesn't seem all that interested in figuring it out, so maybe he's part of it. Who knows? And then they enlist a bunch of their friends. And it looks like it takes place maybe in like the 80s or the 90s too, so that that's a plus in my book. But uh, I thought it looked pretty good. Did you see that trailer?
1: Yeah, I watched it. And I felt like um, Hulu was trying to get their uh, Stranger Things show, like yes. their own little take on it.
0: Exactly. So it did feel almost like Stranger Things sans any kind of like monsters. But it, like, yeah. it was like intense, like they're trying
1: to get stuff done and get away with stuff. Yeah, it was like uh, if you may, if you take Stranger Things and like Sherlock Holmes or something and combine it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm willing to give it a shot. In fact, I'll, uh, by the time everybody listens to this podcast, it will be out. Um, I'll watch a couple episodes and let everybody know and we'll talk about on our next podcast. But, it
1: comes out tomorrow, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Either it'll be December 4th. So either it'll be great or it'll be terrible. And it, honestly, from the trailer, it could go either way. It looks though like it might be better than terrible. And I just, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, other tasty trailers since we can move over to the tasty trailers. um, I saw one that looked kind of funny to me. It's a Disney Plus original it's called godmothered and it stars uh isla fitch isla isla fisher and uh julian bell and isla fisher has been in a million things she's the redhead that looks like amy adams <laughs> and um julian bell to me will always be the sidekick from workaholics yeah <laughs> but she's been in a lot of things too she's also in uh one of my favorite christmas movies office christmas party as the. Oh, end- yeah so she she's always kind of a funny character. So uh, Godmother, not, not this one. No. no, not this one. She's definitely the, the yeah. good goody two shoes. So this is this is a family movie for sure. Uh, but Godmother looks kind of funny. So um, Jillian Bell is kind of a wannabe fairy godmother. And it's almost like there's like a program that you go through to become a fairy godmother. And yeah. she gets assigned. She's all excited. She finally gets an assignment to be a fairy godmother of a little girl. And she goes to do it. And it turns out it's a grown-ass woman played by Isla Fisher. And she's like, what the heck? So she tries to godmother her way around it. But she's clearly not very good at it yet. And it just looks, I don't know. It's either going to be horrendously stupid or sort of sweet and
1: funny. I don't know. What do you think? Um, We're going to watch it because I'm a big fan of I always call her Isla Fisher. Is it Isla? Isla? I don't know. There's an S. <laughs> yeah, Isla Fisher, but um, because um, I don't know. I have the hots for her.
0: Yeah, she is cute. That's for sure. She knows she's like Australian or New Zealand or something like that.
1: I think she's Aussie, right? Yeah,
0: I don't it know. Was, but I even heard it in the trailer. Like I heard the very first thing she says, it sounded super Australian, and then the rest of the trailer she sounded American. I'm like, uh-huh. did they just forget at one point <laughs> to hide her accent?
1: Did you know she played um, Ron Howard's daughter too in Oh, Development? Of Development? Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> because right. of the hair. <laughs> yeah, she played uh, Rebel Howard. Yeah. yeah so I'm um, because of her. I'm um I'm, I'm gonna watch it because my wife wants to watch it too. So.
0: Yeah, and that also comes out December fourth. Apparently, December fourth is launch day. So, if you're at home bored, yeah, and you're like, ah, there's nothing to watch. There's a shit ton of stuff coming on December fourth. So, something to look forward to.
1: That's gonna be our uh, Christmas movie that we watch.
0: Yeah, that's that'll be a good one. Um, The next trailer, tasty trailer, I have uh, stars Drew Barrymore, and it's called The Stand In. This one I'm not so sure on. It comes out December eleventh. And the basic premise is Drew Barrymore plays two parts. One of these movies where it's probably super fun for the actor, but less fun for the audience. <laughs> so the first part she plays is of a kind of annoying actress that hates the world and doesn't want to do it anymore and is into drugs and has to go to rehab and all that stuff. The second part she plays is her own stunt double, her stand-in. And so she has to go, she gets in trouble one last time for drug use in the trailer and needs to go to rehab, but she doesn't want to, so she convinces her almost lookalike stand-in, which is also played by her, to go to rehab for her, and it goes so well that she basically just says, you do it. I don't want to be me anymore, and the stand-in basically becomes the actress, and so that's right. the whole premise of the show, and I'm just, I'm, I'm not sold on this one, other than the fact that I really like Drew Barrymore.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, she, I don't know, man. She looks so weird in that Like I think they're trying to make her look
0: substantially different from the fact that she's both parts.
1: Yeah, it's like, man, is it me or she get real old? (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think she's just getting older. I mean, last time we saw her, she was in that zombie show, so it's been yeah.
1: Um, I'm gonna have to give a pass on this one. Yeah, I think I'll probably watch
0: it if it comes around and I'm bored because i do like drew barrymore but yeah. uh i'm less excited for this one than some of those other trailers like if i was to the last three things we talked about i'd rather see hardy boys godmother and then the stand-in <laughs> and none of those do i think are gonna be amazing <laughs> yeah so by any way i'd still rather watch reruns of the mandalorian again again because this is the way um, and then my last little note isn't actually a trailer but i just wanted to bring it up that they've uh the book you know, the movie ready player one was based on a book called ready player one. Yeah. Uh, The book ready player two came out last weekend. So it's the sequel and uh, people, apparently the book is a million times better than the movie. And the movie wasn't bad. Um, But they're saying the fans of this book are so pumped for the second book that, you know, it's going to be a movie too. So um, something to look forward to ready player two, I can imagine coming out maybe in 2022.
1: Yeah. Hey, I liked the movie. I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I thought it was really good, but I thought it was pretty good. I liked it
1: okay. But but then again, if you are comp- always if you're comparing books to the movie, books always better. Like books are always better. Yeah, they have the whole like the book to tell you the story, you know. I'm interested
0: to see if they could they I don't know how recently he was still writing this book. If he was able to engage in either things we're dealing with now, because I feel like we're living parts of ready player one now with the way the video game industry is going already.
1: I know. So. Where's my PS5, then? PS5.
0: Okay. So this is the perfect time to take a quick break. And on the flip side of the break, I have uh, one future is now. So we got some amazing robot tentacles I need to tell you about. Cause who doesn't like big old robot tentacles? Um, and then we have the news jacuzzi. And in the jacuzzi, we've got some crazy stories. We got Last, uh, uh, last episode, we talked about bear versus plane. That's fine and all, but what about bear versus robots? So we're going to talk about that. I have a reality show. You know how many reality shows I've watched? And I thought, I'm surprised no one's ever died on this reality show. Well, guess what? Someone died on this reality show. So we're going to tell you which reality show that is. I have some amazing Dr. Strange news, and the gender wall has been broken. And we're going to talk about that on the flip side. bye Need affordable graphic design? VisualAntiDesign.com should be your first stop. High quality work at low, low prices. Perfect for every need from corporate to personal. Visit VisualAntiDesign.com now and request your free quote. And for a limited time, mention Audio Knots for 10% off your first project. And we're back. All right, so I want to start off with the future is now. Um, I was reading this story. In fact, I should have popped it up on my iPad before we came back from break. So I'm on this.
1: pop it up here.
0: Okay, so robot tentacles. This is pretty interesting. Mashable.com has a story about how robot tentacles may capture our floating space trash, which is sounds good to me. And the picture they show I have no idea how fake this picture is, but it looks pretty cool. Imagine like an octopus or a squid, but a robot version doing that kind of action with its arms through the space and grabbing crap and bringing it back down and throwing it away. So apparently, because we've launched so many satellites, there's a lot of dead satellites, there's dead stuff from space launches. We've got Garnered ourselves a pretty good orbit of trash. Of course, you know, that's us. You know, it's, um, that's the Earthlings for you. No, is the Earth gross. We've managed to screw up our atmosphere. You're all like
1: whole Saturn running around us. <laughs> this
0: is trash. This
1: garbage. <laughs>
0: the story says it could be one small step for space junk, one giant leap for commercial space operations. The European Space Agency signed an $86 million contract with a team led by a Swiss startup called Clear Space S.A., uh, taking, or excuse me, Talking to reporters on Tuesday about what could be the first space mission to remove an item of debris. So they're going to do basically a test launch. Um, they're hoping that this will push forward the market for space trash removal. And apparently this is a big deal. This, this business already has four spacecraft robot tentacles that they're going to be launching after the first one proves hopefully to be successful. But uh, they, they said there's over 55, 5,550 rocket launches from Earth that have left approximately 23,000 pieces of garbage that are being tracked that float around. You hear that one more time? 23,000 pieces of space garbage currently orbit our planet. Elon Musk, man. That dude. <laughs> yeah, we should make him pay the bill. Like, bro, you haven't been paying your recycling bill. And so it says, not to mention the million pieces of bits and pieces of floating around the Earth right now, known as space junk. There's another 9,600 satellites that are currently orbiting with about 5,500 still out there and 2,300 of them. Only 2,300 of them are actually functioning. So um, apparently this is a big business. This is going to be like a booming business, these startups. And this is the first one where they're going to fly out there and start grabbing this crap and bring it back
1: down and recycling it. So that's, that's who you should, you should invest in? Buy them, them stocks right now. That's good, yeah. So everybody look up Clear Space
0: SA and see how much their stock price is because that's a fantastic point. Uh, talk about uh, making it easy income. That's that's the one. Pass it
1: all the way. I wonder why they chose like octopus tentacles. I don't know. It's almost like
0: you ever played the crane game. So the picture basically, it looks like your typical head of like like a, a spaceship, right? It's got like kind of like this pyramid shape to it. And then it's got like a crane game connected to the back of it. Oh. <laughs> and so uh, I, I think that they man them from below. Like they're able to like see it and there's just straight up some remote control guys that go up there and they grab the crap and then they <laughs> bring it back down to orbit they recycle it and they shoot up a new one. So that's, that's the, the theory. I
1: just thought that the dudes watched too much anime and went, octopus tentacles. If it had come from Japan, <laughs> everyone would be like, okay, this yeah, checks makes out. Sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Japan, though, this is a perfect segue into our first new jacuzzi story, so let's dip our toes. A Japanese town has deployed monster robot wolves to deter... <laughs> Detour wild bears. A Japanese town um, is trying to deploy robot wolves to scare off the bears that have become an increasingly dangerous nuisance in the countryside. It says, the town of ta- Takikawa, I don't know, I'm probably saying it so badly. On the northern island... Two letter of- syllables. <laughs> there's, there's two Ks. Bunch of A's uh, in the Northern Island of Hokkaido. Uh purchased and installed a pair of robots after bears were found roaming neighborhoods in September. City officials said there have been no bear encounters since. So either they're nice. working or the bears just like screw this noise <laughs> and took off. <laughs> but the, the image of this is hilarious. So it's essentially and everybody's seen a scarecrow, right? And I probably I don't know about everybody else, but where audio knots are, we do have farmlands all around us. In fact, isn't your house like backed up to like basically a farm? Yeah. Yeah. And my house is kitty corner to a filbert orchard. So we're, we were used to this kind of stuff. And so I don't know about everywhere else, but in uh, farms by our houses, there's like a lot of times fake birds. They'll set up, like I saw one the other day I drove past. I thought it was a real, but I'm like, wow, look at that huge bird. And I realized it was <laughs> just a fake bird on a pole. So this is essentially the same thing where I don't know why they chose wolves. Maybe bears are afraid of wolves, but they've got these like uh, $12 cosplay bear wolf costumes, like, Strapped over this giant four-legged robot on a pole, and it
1: goes, (laughs) and apparently scares the shit out of the bears. I thought I saw something similar, probably the same thing. But doesn't the robot look like those Boston Dynamic dogs? Um, no
0: this one at least in this picture does not in fact i don't think it actually moves from where it's at the boston dynamic dog's been way cooler because those things are going to definitely take over the world and kill us one day oh yeah this thing is legitimately i can see from the picture it's being powered solar there's like a solar panel next to it but it literally is boosted, like, huh? yeah it's like a platform with four pieces of metal tubing coming out of it for the legs and then a really bad wolf costume on top <laughs>
1: They're good about Boston Dynamics. should so just contact them. Hey, you guys want to buy some of our robot dogs? Yeah, I know. And so give them a is, wolf costume?
0: Yeah, they, if you put those, they'd be way scary. Way yeah. scary. So this, these are made by a machinery maker called Otasiki. And they've already sold 70 of these robot wolves since 2018. Um, yeah, but apparently it's enough to work. Bears are stupid enough that they see them. They're actually scared. So Yeah. Know.
1: Bear versus wolves. Wolves win
0: yeah so now we know bear beats plane no wait plane beat the bear but boys bears lose everything so if you're going to make it into like a, a rock paper scissor game bear loses to everything yeah except for ooh, even uh leonardo dicaprio kicked that bear's ass <laughs> yeah, yeah bears bears can't win yeah. shit. so don't ever count on the bears nope uh, my next story has to do with a reality contestant dying and i saw this because in my mind you know i know both you and i are huge naked and afraid fans I yeah. <laughs> I thought since the day it started, they're going to kill somebody on this yeah. show. You know, they starve them to death. There's all sorts of weird things biting them. The chances <laughs> of them dying is so high. Seems super high. So I've always assumed that the first time I saw the fact that a reality contestant died on a show, that it would be, in fact, a naked and afraid type show, yeah. or maybe Survivor, or the, uh, the Challenge, those kind of shows where they put them through these kind of intense things. So it caught me way off guard when I saw what reality show contestant died. Have you heard this story?
1: No. Okay. So you want to try to guess? Amazing race. Oh, that's a good guess, but no. Uh, Fear factor. Closer.
0: I'll give you one more. Uh, Third time's a charm. I don't know. I don't really really watch. You don't (laughs) watch enough reality TV. Okay. So someone died on the reality TV show, Wipeout.
1: You remember that show? Oh, I was gonna just say that. Yes. jump
0: over these giant red balls, and they're all falling off stuff. So when I first read this story, no uh, it came out a, a, about a week ago, and we didn't know anything because Wipeout was like keeping it hush hush. You know, they always said is someone died on the set of uh, Wipeout, and I'm like, oh my god, did they fall, break their neck? I was like trying to like go through my mind, how someone dies on Wipeout. Yeah, because
1: sometimes when they fall, it's like very awkward, and that could just you know.
0: Well, that's why like, I would never go on Wipeout because I, I like watching that show, not all the time, but it's pretty funny when you see it. But I know for a fact I'd blow up my knees
1: two seconds and it'd be like,
0: <laughs> and my knees would be gone. And like, oh, on the, on the,
1: all the bouncing balls.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would definitely ruin a knee. I'd have to get a knee replacement after that. But I couldn't, I've couldn't. i never seen anything on the show that I thought, well, that would kill me. But here it is. You guys ready to hear how this poor poor guy died? So the contestant who died after completing an obstacle course during the production of the game show Wipeout in Santa Clarita, has been identified as. I'm not gonna read his name, that just seems rude. He's a 30 year old man from Oxnard, California. Um, he actually died after the fact, so this is why what tricked us with the thing. We all assumed that he fell and broke his neck, or oh. something horrible happened to him. He had a heart, heart attack, yeah. Oh, so he ran the course, had issues, then died. So, technically, I don't think Wipeout killed him, probably bad diet or something else age yeah, some other factors had to be involved other than jumping across giant balls or getting smacked in the face with something watery they don't do any like background checks or anything i but... would assume that they must do something to some degree but a show like wipeout maybe because i've seen the contestants on there and any one of them probably could have a heart attack and die so uh i know for shows like survivor they definitely do a lot of stuff make sure that they have good Blood pressure, everything's like normal because you don't want to kill anybody. But uh, they must not have done enough checks on this particular one because, yeah, unfortunately, he has passed on. So that's a real,
1: real bummer. At least, like, do you have any underlying, underlying, you know, conditions? Like no. coronavirus? <laughs> he died from the Ooh. coronavirus right after he finished <laughs> jumping on red balls. That's why they cancel uh, floors lava. I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. They did not.
0: They should have if they haven't so it's essentially the same show as wipeout yeah um my next story is a is a good one so we talk about dr strange quite a bit because i'm getting more and more pumped thinking this Old is gonna be yeah it. this is gonna be the marvel movie and we've seen lots of things that have been bringing in all the spider-mans the toby mcguire's the what's his face andrew garfield these, yes garfield all these different spider folks And so the original director of the first Doctor Strange, don't don't get it confused with the new director of the Doctor Strange movie, but the original director, his name is Scott Derrickson. He said on Twitter that all of the Spider-Man movies that you've ever seen from Tobey Maguire to Andrew Garfield are in fact part of the MCU. So he's basically confirming what we all think is happening with the multiverse. And they are setting Sony up to be able to make multiple Spider-Man movies with multiple actors, just like the comics. And it makes so much sense as a comic guy. And I've talked about my comics in the past, other than like X-Men, Spider-Man was my favorite comic book. And there were so many, you had the amazing Spider-Man, you had regular Spider-Man, you had the incredible Spider-Man, you had all these different versions of Spider-Man and each one, even though they were all Spider-Man, they were all doing different stories and different things were happening. And so I think that they're making this a reality. I don't think it's a, a like a fiction anymore. It's something that's going to happen.
1: Damn. All, so basically all of Sony's movies are just like, all right, guys, Venom, bring it on. Yeah, they're saying
0: the, everything that's part of the Spider-Man movies is considered canon. Unless they're saying, well, Venom technically wasn't a Spider-Man movie yet. It was in the Spider-Man universe. So at the very minimum, he's saying that the Tobey Maguire OG Spider-Mans and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans are, in fact, canon and part of the MCU, whereas uh, he hasn't completely confirmed that Venom and those things are. But I'm assuming they will be, especially if they're going to – because I've heard they're going to have uh, Tom Holland like eventually meet up with Venom at one point. So
1: Yeah, I can't wait to uh, see Andrew be his role again. I mean, I always liked him as Spider-Man.
0: I liked them all. I don't think they've ever done a bad job of Spider-Man. Like I liked Tobey Maguire. I liked Andrew Garfield. I think Andrew Garfield's movies were my least favorite, but he was fine. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, I'm pumped, especially since we're going to be getting a lot of these original characters back to see what they do with it. Like Hell yeah. they, don't, they don't waste it. I
1: just want to see Jake Johnson in Spider-Man, man. <laughs> That'd be so-, so cool. If they brought him to life is the
0: real, like kind of overweight, sad, decrepit Spider-Man.
1: It, it works so well.
0: Yeah, he looks the part. He doesn't even. He's the one few guy that gets to be in a superhero movie that doesn't have to work out for half a year before he's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be set to go. All right. So my final story is uh, the gender wall. So um, you might think that I'm getting ready to tell everybody about Ellen Page changing her gender or uh, transgender. No, I'm not. We can mention that, but that's not the story. Who's Ellen Page? I'm <laughs> I know. Ellen Page, now known as Elliot Page, which is super cool. We can talk about that for half a second because I do have a little note on that that I just read. So uh, those who have been paying attention are not paying attention. Ellen Page is famous for coming up through the movie Juno. And she was in um, Inception. She had a good part in Inception. And then she plays Vanya on the Umbrella Academy. And so uh, she recently came out on social media saying that she is, in fact, transgender. She's changed her name. She identifies now as a man. And her new name is, or his new name is, you get got to be careful with this stuff, is Elliot Page. So uh, Elliot Page, though I did read today, is still going to be playing Vanya, exactly how he's played Vanya in the past. So you don't have to worry about any kind of different changes to the character. So the changes are to him in his own life. that have nothing to do with Vanya, the character.
1: But then it makes sense in the show, too, because they portray it like that, too.
0: Yeah, a little bit. So in the show, they definitely made Vanya into um, LGBTQ type yeah. character, so it won't it won't feel weird at all. So I'm I'm excited that we're not losing him uh, as one of the actors because I think he's a great actor. So I'm like all well, for it. But the gender barrier that I want to talk about, and I think that the audio nuts may not follow it as much as sports fans do, but in uh, the world of sports, uh, most sports have had uh, female athletes. Uh, participate in male versions of it to some degree here and there. But one of the ones that we've never really seen a female compete with males in is football. And we've never seen it in the NFL, and we've never seen it in Power 5 football. And Power 5 football is the big football. It's the real college football, you know, the SEC, Pac-12, ACC, Big Ten, all those types of schools. So um, just recently, the gender wall was broken by a female soccer player named sarah fuller and she plays for vanderbilt she became the first female ever to play power football power five football by uh, playing as their field goal kicker and their kickoff kicker because all their kickers got coronavirus <laughs> so this is such an interesting story there's a lot of you know guys although i don't think women belong but whatever those guys can suck a fat one If she's good enough at it let her do it who cares um they had three kickers all three kickers were working together just kind of like the denver bronco quarterbacks so all three of them had to be out for the game and the best soccer player in the school was not a male soccer player it was a female soccer player and she wanted to do it so they they put her pads on her and put her out there too bad she didn't score any points though yeah, she never even had a chance to kick a field goal, <laughs> yeah. and they did a set play where they had her kick a squib kick rather than, so a squib kick for those who don't watch football, it's kind of an on the ground kick to the side, it's very strategic, usually either you're trying to get an onside kick where you can recover the ball, or you're trying to keep them from returning the ball. Um And so in this instance, it was a purpose. It was a purposeful play. To sure was on purpose. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. See, but then there's all the dudes online. They're like, Oh, she just can't kick. And so it may almost made it look like she couldn't kick very good, but it's still pretty cool. I mean, like anything that ever happens, you just need someone to do it first. And now that she's done it, I've always said that there's no reason why a female couldn't play a kicker in football cuz they really don't get them in hits. Everybody's like, "Well, how's she going to tackle?" Have you guys ever seen a kicker tackle anybody? They all suck. So, I guarantee you she won't do any worse than the rest of them.
1: You could just try to run and pretend you're like, "Oh, I can't catch. Them. Oh,
0: I'm sorry." Yeah, every kicker sucks at tackling. So, for anybody who thinks that she's going to be worse at it, they're wrong cuz it's just that's a typical kicker thing.
1: I saw a meme uh, about football. They're like, "This is why I love football." You know, we we get guys like DK Metcalf that's freaking shredded yeah and then right next to him is like the kicker from like the colts he's like this like scrawny little nerdy dude i was like yeah what's funny about
0: the nfl is most of their kickers now are australian football players and football over there is like either football rules where it's like them not even it's like soccer or it's uh rugby those types of things so yeah that's my last story unless you have anything else you want to add before we wrap this bad boy up and uh, stick it under the Christmas tree.
1: Hey, didn't she win like the um, special teams of the week or something like that? Oh, did she? See, yeah, I don't know. She, yeah. that's, that's, probably why cool. all the, that's probably why all the dudes are like, the she doesn't deserve it. She didn't do anything, you know? Yeah, and
0: all those dudes on Twitter that are saying that, uh, what level of football did you get to?
1: They're all just so
0: jealous and butthurt. She's playing a level of football none of them ever achieved. Yeah, she's playing more football than you, bro. Yeah, suck it, bud. So More than me, for sure. Oh, me too.
1: So I made it to high school barely. That was it. Uh, I play intermarital during college. Does that count? Nice. <laughs> well, flag football? Yeah. It was on the field. Research Stadium.
0: That counts the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Research Stadium. For
0: those who follow college football at all, uh, Rens' team beat my team in a shocking defeat uh, last weekend. And I'm still kind of sad about it when the Beavers upset. The Oregon Ducks, who had a chance until that moment of playoffs hopes, and they were they were washed away. You guys got no run D, man. Yeah, we didn't. Have, we don't have any. That that team was so overrated. We, I think we've all realized as fans that eh, we were a little ahead of our skis on this team. <laughs> cool. That's it. I that's all I got. Uh, go Beavers! I guess. Yeah. There you go. Uh, everybody have a good one, and we will see you on the flip side. Bye.